Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to Bois, King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, season four, episode three, bills are meant to be broken. Bills are meant to be broken. Are made to be broken. Made Sorry. to be broken. Mm-hmm. My yeah, fault. Yeah, I just ate a uh, Cliff Bar, With, and it was very peanutty. It's probably really dry. You're probably mm. struggling right now. There was a lot, of, a lot of chocolate on it on the bottom. Oh, okay. Maybe it's not Cliff. What is this? Oh, that's not Cliff. Wait. That's Trader Joe's. Oh, so Trader sorry, Joe's. Trader oh, Joe's bar. Trader yeah, Joe. and this is uh, this is our little friend. Um, his eyeballs are missing. George, George the eyeball missing gorilla. George, um, George. here's my Alamo beer. Um, all the way from McDonald's. Um, okay, so this is a Bill centric episode here. This yeah, is this all is Bill a, all the time. A Bill centric episode, but it's also a flashback too. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of a mm-hmm. uh, lot of references to some high school football. And uh, it reminds me of a lot of these hometown guys that never really leave hometown. Uh, the the one big highlight in their <clears throat> excuse me the one big highlight in their life ends up being the uh, the big game. You know, it's always, yeah. it's always about the big game. The big game. This is very uh, <laughs> true to our area. I uh, sure. I understand these guys. Um, because we know these guys, you yeah, know, yeah, no, a lot, lot of these guys around here. Like yeah. All right, let's get into it. This also is the first episode we introduced to sports jock and Chad sports jock and Chad, <laughs> which is sports uh, jock and Chad in the morning, which was, uh, what's the name of that mad dog, mad dog. Oh, what's the name of that? I got to pull up uh, Artie's stuff here. Artie, Artie, he, he tell me what it was. Well, he told us who sports jock and Chad were. Uh, who they were modeled probably after mm. is, what, is what he what he said. So uh, well, as soon as you get that, let me know. I got it right here. Here we go. So it says Sports Jock and Chad is based on Mike and the Mad Dog, the first major sports talk radio show to get national attention. Uh, they were out of New York. It was a, a guy named Mike Francesca. Oh uh, yeah, I know uh, him. Frans- uh, Francesa and yeah, uh, Mike Chris Francesa. Russo, Mad yeah. Dog Chris, and it started in uh, Mad Dog Chris 89. Russo. Yeah, Mad Dog okay. Chris Russo. So, All right, uh, that makes sense. But I mean, this could be it. any sports host it around could be the any country. Sports you know? host, yeah. But uh, this was in two thousand and one, so they would have been at like the height of their popularity because they ended in 08. We, so we have one kind of like this uh, here in town. Uh, those three sixty five guys. You know, they all used oh, to be. Uh, well, they the all used to be on the radio, uh, and then ESPN came in and cleaned house. And now that ESPN station is nothing but like cartridges and robots. Yeah, it's all and it is. so um, yeah, all the radio guys got together and started a brand new thing, which uh, is okay. kind of cool. But but it does remind me of Ooh, sports jock and Chad in the mornings. You know, I've been watching jock and Chad. I've been watching. In the morning. I've been rewatching Parks and Rec. Yeah, what, what's and his name on there? Their guys are Crazy Ira and the Douche. 
Crazy Ira and the Douche, douche Nation. Douche yeah. Nation. So we, we start with... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to do a rewatch. <laughs> Crazy next. Ira and the Douche. That's the next podcast. Y'all stay tuned for the Parks and Recreation rewatch oh, man, I'd love podcast. to do a Parks and Recreation. <laughs> yeah, There's one that uh, Rob Lowe does, which I'm not sure we're doing any better than Rob Lowe. But, um, okay, so we start in the alley with uh, all four guys, and and they have a radio that's much like ours here. Yeah, they got an old-time yeah. uh, transistor. And they've got that transistor radio on, and, and uh, you're hearing No Time for Losers, uh, the, the Queen song, We Are the Champions, playing. Beautiful. And then yeah. it goes to Sports Jock and Chad, we're back. Now, don't tell me Sports Jock took pickings over Kenny. Or Kearney, uh, the one guy, goes, eh, well, Chad, if you don't want me to tell you, I won't tell you. Change the subject. Here's a topic for sports, Jock. Arlen High's very own senior running back, Ricky Suggs. And then uh, Hank, his ears perk up real quick and yeah. shh, shh, everybody drink quiet. Uh, drink quiet. Yeah. And you see Dale, you see Dale, like, he's like, tries to take a very quiet drink. Uh, and then we hear the uh, sports jock and Chad again. Oh, yeah, four touchdowns last night. Now, I was at the Aurora Diner, and Ricky was the only thing anyone was talking about. And uh, That's when they all gather around the radio. Yeah, Artie gave me another fact here for the Aurora Diner. Aurora Diner. Which I knew this one since I'm in Austin a lot. So, uh, he assumes, so he is uh, assuming that uh, this is a nod to a restaurant in Austin. It's on uh, Magnolia? West Fifth, no, uh, West Fifth and Campbell. It's called uh, El Arroyo. El Arroyo. Oh, the they one with the that sign that sign. changes all the time. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they have that sign that changes. All their the time sign down is there. famous. Like you can buy shirts with their sign on it. You can buy the little sign where you can change the letters. And you- that's exactly the sentence yeah. that he mm-hmm. finished with in that little deal he sent me. It said they are known for their famous. Martini. Oh yeah. Oh, you see yeah. it. You see it on Reddit all the time. Oh, it's uh, it's there all the time. I, I drive past it like really, you know, twice a week. So yeah. I must start taking pictures. I don't know it. if I've ever eaten there. I need to start. Like I lived in Austin for five or six years, and I, never, I don't know if I ever eat, there. ate there. It's probably a high end place, being as mm. popular as it is. I imagine it's probably expensive. Well, I mean, it's a Mexican restaurant. It's like Tex-Mex, so I don't yeah. know how expensive Tex-Mex gets. Oh, it gets still, expensive. Does it? When you start getting the, the using those gold line tortillas. That's no, the uh, it's the beef. The beef? Beef's high right now, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, okay, I get that. Uh, so he says, uh, he says, yeah, uh, the only thing anybody was talking about was Ricky, um, who had four touchdowns the night previous. Uh, he said, that is, except for Arroyo's Lime Ambrosia. Mm-hmm. I call that Uptown Good Eating. Uptown. That's his big catchphrase. Uptown. That man's Uptown. That man's Uptown. Damn, you know, if Ricky, the hell that means. he says if Ricky keeps up this pace, he'll capture the career touchdown record, which I might add has stood for over 20 years. Well, it looks like we've got our sports jock and Chad question of the day. And then they all lean in who currently holds the record. And here's the tricky part. What position did he play? Winner gets a sports jock t-shirt and dinner for two at the Arroyo. Uh, all four of the guys split up. However, Boomhauer stays pat. Uh, these three guys, uh, Bill, Dale, and Hank, are all running for their landline phones uh, so that they can call and get this free T-shirt because they know it's Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They know it's Bill. And, Everybody knows who it is, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Boomer just stands in the street, pulls out his big flip phone, and calls him. Yo, man, dang old Bill Dotry, man, man, I'm an offensive lineman. And then we get our credits. It was a nice little opening. I liked the opening. I like those kind of It was of longer than too. usual, but it was it was no, a nice little plug. Right into it. Yeah, yeah, it was I great. Like it was great. So we, we get our that a cold open, right? It is a cold open, That's yeah. Cold. We that get our a cold open for those of you who go to TVTropes.com. TV Tropes. Uh, actually, that website, I'm kind of looking at it. What it mm-hmm. does is it just goes through like all the classic tropes and yep. it does like a rundown of all the tropes that are in each episode. I think there's one called uh, Jumping the Shark also. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Which, uh, you know what Jumping the Shark means when they say that? Uh, Nah, no, so I can't say that I do. In TV parlance, uh, jumping the shark means you're doing one big thing that, that like, it's a desperate measure to, to keep your show either relevant or hot or, or give it ratings oh, or like whatever. The David Letterman morning show. The first time that the phrase jumping the shark was used was on Happy Days when all the characters went to California and Fonzie literally jumped a shark in the ocean. Oh, yeah. That was like the big, was you know, big the deal. big, yeah, the big yeah, yeah. ratings getter. And so anytime like you replace a character with somebody else or all of the, uh, like Parks and Rec, they all go to England at one yeah. point. They call that jumping the shark because oh, it could okay. be like the last ditch effort to keep your show relevant. Keep or it whatever. alive or whatever. Yeah. 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 Okay. All so right. jumping the shark. Thank you very much. There we go. Uh, all right. So we get our credits. We get no bell, no yell. Uh, that's for your sister. Uh, we start at Arlen High School Stadium. 
And I mean, this is a big ass stadium. Honestly, big it's a lot stadium. bigger than you would it's think for like, a high school it's team. It's more like a. I wouldn't say I don't want to compare it to Allen, Texas. Allen, Texas has the largest football stadium, and it's comparable. There's they're larger than mm-hmm. some colleges. Well, I mean, around here we've got the Waco ISD Stadium that That's two different size. schools, two high schools share. Yeah, then we've got Midway's awesome. Stadium, which I would say it's a tad smaller than that one. Yeah. But the Waco ISD one's pretty pretty it's damn pretty big. Good size. Yeah, it's they pretty good size. They use it for other events and stuff too. So Yes, yeah. my wife just had to the, go to two graduations. Uh, the there. biggest one that I've seen, though, is the one. I think that is the biggest one. It's in, in Allen, Texas. It's like right off the highway. Oh, yeah. But it's it's got to be about the size of a college football stadium. I would think if you get into any of those perennial state championship type teams that they're going to have giant stadiums. I mean, they've got backers. They've got, they're in one of those rich areas too. So the tax brackets real high. They get a lot of tax money. Yeah. But we're at the Arlen high school stadium and bill uh, is in the stands with everybody else. And he's like, I don't want to miss it. If Ricky ties my record, I'm going to, I'm going to the little lineman's room now. He just can't stand it. He's so nervous. So he goes off to the to the bathroom. Uh, Dale, uh, well, actually, one of the callbacks that I don't know if anybody mentioned is Boomhauer is wearing the um, the sports jock and Chad shirt that he won. No, no, he, yeah, he he's wearing one, so the yeah, t shirt, which I thought was years. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, so he gets up and go to the bathroom, and uh, Dale is like, "This record, this record is all the Bills got. Uh, should we rock paper scissors to see who keeps him from killing himself in the bathroom?" Jesus, Dale. Damn. Uh, Hank right next to him says, you can't well. Make, see, that's the thing is, is nowadays a lot of those no, like, you can't jokes, make that joke. real no. hard to make nowadays. No. Uh, Especially on network television. And so they've all got binoculars, and they're all, you know, watching people in the stands, and they're also watching the game. Uh, Hank says, well, he seems okay. And then you hear the announcer, uh, or the announcer, the announcer, the announcer say, interception! And I, I just love how that's Dale's voice, basically. Oh, I love, you the, know, uh, yeah, just, I love the announcer, too. I like yeah. the uh, the... The long, drawn-out. I like it when his voice cracks, yeah. Yeah, the voice Uh cracks, yeah. Uh, And so uh, he says, interception. And Dale's like, who is it? Who is it? I'm out of focus. Focus me, Hank. Focus. He's trying to use his binoculars, and they're all out of focus. Uh, Hank says, it's Ricky. He's going to take it back all the way. Bill, who we see through the binoculars, is down a little further, down uh, in the the not-so-cheap seats. Uh, he's down there with uh, a bunch of people uh, like the um, uh, Miss Arlen or Arlen. Some, I, she's got a yeah. sash on. I'll, I'll tell you what it is here in a minute because I wrote that down. Uh, and so uh, you hear Bill go, woohoo, there you go, Ricky, go, Ricky. And then you hear the announcer again say, that ties the record for career touchdowns currently held by 1974's Bill Dotree, who's here in the stands tonight. Let's give him by the hand. And then uh, <laughs> you see, he uh, sounds out of breath the whole time. <laughs> that's talking. right, he does yeah. sound out of breath. Yeah. Asking for air. Bill is Bill looks down at. Um, <laughs> well, number one, they're saying let's let's have you know thank Bill Dotry who's in the stands. Bill looks up at one of the big PA speakers and just, just starts waving like they could freaking see him through the speaker. <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. He's just hey, hey everybody. Yeah, he always do. Uh, and uh, Hank just says, "Well, I don't think we have to worry about Bill." And uh, uh, then uh, you see Bill just pointing at Ricky and going, you the man, you the man. Uh, we're back at Bill's house. All four of them are there, and Hank is kind of pacing up and down, and Bill is wearing a suit. One of the few times we see Bill in, a, in an actual suit. Uh, he says, now, I've never done a radio interview before, but hardly a week goes by that I don't do a telephone survey, survey about my long-distance service. <laughs> He's that lonely, though. He that's was, right. He's the that's guy right. Who's gonna talk oh, to he's going to take every one of those surveys. Yeah. yeah. Hank says, uh, Bill, I'm not trying to make you nervous, but this is a sports jock and Chad. Uh, Bill says, Nah, I just see it like talking to some old friends. Uh, and he says, Excuse me, and throws up. Uh, he goes, Maybe I need a mint. The phone rings. So sports jock and Chad are actually calling him, which is weird at that time for them to call somebody for an interview over the phone, you know? Ah, uh, yeah, it is. Was this 99? Well, if they're living in the same right. town, that well, I, I don't think a telephone. Uh, the telephone thing's not that outlandish, but maybe. if he's in the same town, it's kind of weird. Maybe they're in, in like uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah, maybe they're in the maybe next town like over or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McMainerville. They're um, syndicated to everywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> he goes. No, nah, it's just like having a talk with old friends, and he throws up, and then they call. Uh, he goes, "Hello, sports jock. Hello, Chad. Like, <laughs> like he's known him for a long time, yeah. and you hear it start to echo. Did you ever call into the radio and have that happen to you?" 
like uh, where you, know, you hear the I always squelch. Wanted to call into you know? the radio, but I never did. Really, I would just I, I would used listen to call and I would hear it, and I would be, I was like, oh, I could be calling number one. Oh I man, I, I used to call did. in all the time. Yeah, but, I, uh, I want all kinds of shit. Well, on the radio. I've got, we've got a uh, very textbook, uh, easy textbook definition. Explain to a fifth grader kind of te- uh, definition here for, of for feedback loops. Mm. So, <clears throat> so uh, once again, just to just to pre- preface what you're going to talk about, when when Bill answers the phone, he is on the radio, but there's a delay, right? And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, delay, yeah, yeah. and so uh, what we hear is uh, the squelch and the delay coming through, right? And uh, uh, they have to turn. They always want you to turn your radio down because yeah. there's a little bit of a delay yeah. and stuff like that, and so they do that. So tell us what it is. Okay, everybody. So, for those of you who are not uh, audibly enhanced uh, with your information here, so it's basically a feedback loop. Uh, The sound output accumulates. So, as it's outputting the sound, the radio is amplifying the phone call. So, the it kind of goes into this feedback loop. So, the phone's microphone is sending the same signal back to the radio station, which causes the cycle to repeat over and over. So, with every loop, amplification is accumulated, and that's the womp, 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 watch womp. Your li- lo- you watch your loops, so, kids. So watch your loops. Watch your loops, kids. And that was a second with uh, Mr. Science. Mr. Science. Uh, so, uh, again, they, he's, he's finally on the radio with them. You hear the you hear the feedback, and they go, hey, hold on. We got a little feedback here. Is your radio on, Bill? And Dale's over there going, say no, say no, because he just wants to listen to it, but he doesn't understand how any of it works. Uh, Sports Jock says, uh, hell, it would just tear me up if some young buck was about to get my record. Some folks drink, but I find what best for ails me is to head on down to the Arroyo Diner for their delicious chicken fried steak. Just sopping sopping <laughs> in cream gravy man that is uptown but let's get back to bill but, bill, uh, <laughs> bill just says i like the yam biscuits uh, yam biscuits w- w- was your dad was your dad a guy that used bread with every meal to use for sopping uh my grandfather was your grandfather a lot was. of white bread yep. yeah that's how my beans and white is. bread kind of thing you know? my dad is like uh yep. he'll have like half of an onion yeah with every meal for like oh, ever yeah. when we were kids, my grandfather would take like would would eat bread. an onion like an apple. That's yeah, you know? how my dad <laughs> is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he says, "Let's get back to Bill." He says, "I like the yam biscuits." And then uh, he's, he says, uh, "Bill, our listeners want to hear about your record." He goes, "Oh, oh yeah." Uh, he kind of clears his throat and he goes, uh, "It was nineteen and seventy four, and we were playing the Watahichi. What does he say? Wahachi, Wahachi." Cowboys, Wahachi. I don't know if that's a real place. I meant to look it up, and I didn't. Uh, He goes, the ball was on the three-yard line with five seconds left. We needed a touchdown to win, and that's when Coach called for the bulldozer. And then you get this flashback, and you hear Bill just go, he's he's, he's, with his bulldozer cheerer, right? And uh, the crowd, you hear the crowd uh, chanting, uh, and Bill uh, goes into the game. They give him the ball, and then he – Man handles his way into the end zone with like fourteen guys on his back or whatever. I know yeah, it's an yeah. eleven man. No, it was a lot. It. it was a ton of people. So I looked up Wahachi or whatever. Yeah, and it just wants to redirect me to Waxahachie. Sure, so, I, I think so that's what I we're think dealing that's with. That's yeah. what he might be saying is Waxahachie, and it just come out Waterhachie. Wahachi. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, in, in this flashback, Bill has his long flowing locks. He's got pimples on his face. Uh, he's number seventy two. He's all decked out. Boomhauer is at quarterback, this, just like we've seen this before. Uh, Pre government testing yes very much so yeah, pre, <laughs> very much pre, so uh, pre-chemical warfare but bill drags all those guys into the end zone on his back and coach runs up and kisses him right square on the mouth uh it is uh, uh sours again that was the, uh, coach, the sours. coach sours that's another uh yeah cameo you girls are running too slow yeah. uh okay so uh it, the now we're back in the stands uh because the flashback is over and they're all uh watching bill down there, uh, or, or they're watching Bill down at the bottom of the field with uh, Miss Arlen. I don't think it's Miss Arlen. I think I correct myself here in a minute. But he's down there with with several like celebrity type folks or whatever. He's yeah, got yeah. he's got the game Local, ball. Like, localized yeah, celebrities. he's got the game ball from when he won the state championship the thing or wet. whatever. Yeah, it's still yeah. got the ink on it and everything. And you hear Hank say, "Well, look at Bill, lucky dog. You know the the principal comped his ticket. Almost makes me wish some kid would make a run at one of my records." 
Uh, <laughs> won't ever happen. There was something I forgot. Uh, the song Hank's Drew Bills. Uh, Hank is an ass. Hank's yeah. always always kind of assholeish to Bill, especially about that stuff. Yeah, no, you can't. Uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta let Bill have it. You know that was the only thing he was ever good at. Uh, Bulldozer. Well, that and the haircut. He's pretty yeah. good with a haircut. Just yeah. straight fade though. Just That's zoop, true. Zoop. But it says uh, that song was that was playing during the flashback. That was Iron Man by yes. Black yes. Sabbath. For those of you who don't know, Black Sabbath lead singer was Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne. Osbourne. That's right. Sharon. Sharon. Uh, and so uh, he says, you know, that'll never happen to any of my, my records. Okay, Hank. Uh, and then we hear the announcer, Ricky Suggs gets the handoff. Everybody gets real excited. He goes, this would be it. Oh, what a hit. Suggs is down. And Ricky Suggs, who's supposed to uh, break Bill's record, is down on the ground. He's hurt. Torn ACL. Yep. And uh, you hear Hank say, oh, look like it's his knee. Boy, if he wasn't playing on St. Augustine grass, I, ooh, I don't even want to think about what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess St. Augustine grass has more give than I other guess, grass. man, I whatever. Whatever, spongy grass. Yeah. Uh, Dale says, Wingo! Ha-ha! Ooh, for a second, I thought I was the only one who was happy about Ricky being hurt. He looks around. Everybody looks at him in the crowd because they're all applauding for yeah, the poor yeah. kid coming off this field, right? Yeah. And he, he goes, yeah, I thought I was the only one. And he goes, oh, she said it, and just points at the girl next to him. <laughs> yeah. Just nuts. Uh, okay, so we're at Heimlich County Physical Therapy, where uh, Peggy still takes her physical therapy yep. after falling out of a plane, which she mentions several times this episode and next. Uh, Peggy says uh, she walks over to Ricky, who's over there with his full leg brace. I mean, that thing goes from Regalia. from ass to yeah, tea kettle, yeah, right? There. I mean, it's it's uh, the whole thing. She goes, Ricky Suggs, I was so sorry to hear about your injury. Torn ACL. You are lucky you're not a horse, young man. Yeah, that's, that's dark. Okay, Peggy. <laughs> that's a uh, dark joke, Peggy. <laughs> hey, she's lucky she's not a horse. Yeah, no kidding, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, that she's horse, worse off than Suggs. That horse would have been put out of his misery. Ricky says, doctors say I'm out for the season. Uh, she goes, oh, please, what do doctors know? Okay, Peggy, stay the hell out of it. Yeah, she's, Jeez. she's always injected. I wrote herself. shitty Peggy on this several times. Uh, she goes, uh, this one and the other episode, the, the next yeah, episode, my God. Yeah, she's a she goes, oh, oh, please, what do doctors know? A doctor told me I might not walk again. Well, not, I'm not only walking, I hear ma- his marriage has gone south, too. Just <laughs> reveling in the fact that the yeah, doctors have got yeah. a bad marriage. Uh, Ricky says, yeah, okay. She goes, that's the attitude. Uh, now, get over there and spot me. Uh, okay, Peggy. Now, we are uh, back in the alley listening to the radio. It's all four guys, so it's Hank and Bill and Boomhauer and Dale. And uh, you hear Chad say, that Bennett boy is a hoss. All right, he, uh, wait till he hits junior high. And Sports Jock says, oh, yeah, he can play football. Sports Jock, this is not a rumor. Ricky Suggs back in action this Friday. Funkin' Wagnall, he's going to be in the touchdown record against Hintoff. That kid is up down all the way. So Ricky has decided to come in and get the record. Funk and Wagnall. Funk and Wagnall. That's right. For those of you that don't know what Funk and Wagnall is, uh, as a child, I collected encyclopedias. <laughs> so I had Encyclopedia Britannica set from like the 40s. I still have that, actually. Funk and Wagnall. And then uh, Funk and Wagnall was an encyclopedia. Yeah, they were a brand, basically. Set or brand yeah. or whatever. And they, they distributed some... Uh, some literature, Mr. Funk, Mr. Wagnall. Uh, I wonder, I wonder where they're at today. Uh, probably they're dead. In casket. <laughs> uh, Hank says, uh, one week after a torn ACL. And then you hear Bill say, only Ricky and I know how tough it is to get this far. He won't let anything stand in his way. Yep, I remember uh, hemorrhage and embolism, even detached retina. It sounded scary, but when you smell the goal line, they're only words. Just words. And then he starts kind of just tearing up like he's, he's yeah. all broken up. Uh, now it's the evening at the Hill House. I, I'm assuming it's a Friday night because they are ready to go to the game. Uh, and Hank says, let's get moving. And then Peggy says, uh, why are you in such a hurry to witness Bill's soul-shattering collapse when Ricky Sugg crosses that goal line? Hank says, have you been talking to Dale? Because he's saying the same thing. You both think Bill will be depressed. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm impressed with the way Bill has handled this with sportsmanship and dignity. Bobby comes up, he's got a green number one finger, and he goes, does this finger go with these short pants? And he's got these red shorts shorts on. Bobby, comedy genius. Uh, All right, we're at the field. It is uh, home 14, which I'm assuming is Arlen, and visitor 20. Uh, Eight minutes, 37 seconds left in the second quarter. Uh, And then uh, you see Bill 
still holding his football. He's there with the uh, the Arlen Hostess. That's what her sash the says. Arlen Hostess. Hostess. Whatever the hell that means. And he's watching the game with her, like in this special box. And he goes, you the man, you the man. Oh, sorry, I got cotton candy in your hair, he says to the Arlen Hostess. Uh, then we hear the announcer, and Arlen has a first goal. Time out for a substitution. It's Ricky Suggs coming in to break the record for most career touchdowns because the coach went over and patted Ricky on the side. Hank goes, what What a competitor. Wow, look at him. He can barely walk. And that kid's limping out there with his leg brace on. Hank says, boy, I tell you what, if that boy doesn't make an NFL, he's got a job at Strickland Propane, pending Mr. Strickland's approval. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're he's the, still alive when the kid graduates. <laughs> you hear the crowd just chanting, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Uh, he makes it out there. Here's the big issue. They hand the ball to Ricky. Both teams part and just let Ricky limp into the end zone. Yeah, just, he literally drops the ball at some point. Yeah. One of the other players helps him pick it up, and then they let him score. Uh, Hank is like, what the – nobody's trying to – they're letting him score. And uh, this is this is not great in any of these guys' well, this, eyes. This is also something that uh, I just want you all to know – it doesn't happen at all in Texas for injuries. Well, the only thing it would happen for, I've seen this happen. I've seen him do it with special with needs. With like special needs kids. Special needs that's kids. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh, yeah. a water boy or something like that that's been a part of the team yeah, sure. or something. And this he is never a, got to suit up. Yeah, this we is had, uh, like Rudy broke his back or something. We had a really, uh, he wasn't a dwarf or anything like that, but he was a really short kid and yeah. he was just always small. And he was always on the football team, but he was just too small to really like actually play without getting like sure. annihilated, sure. destroyed, because he weighed about eighty pounds. And uh, they would let him in games sometimes. They, really, they would they would kind of see two coaches over there talking. Hey, man, we gotta let him. I don't know about bit. breaking the record with this thing though. That's that's the crazy part to me, right? Uh, but Hank yeah, is yeah, really yeah. torn up. He's like, they're letting him score, and then you see Bill. He's just kind of looking around, like, what, what the, what, what, what? And then you hear the announcer, Ricky Suggs, the new touchdown record holder. Hey, now they're carrying him in for the two point conversion. That's just too much. And then Hank just looks around at the entire crowd and goes, "May have God have mercy, mercy on, on all." all. He was scornful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the announcer one more time. Now that Ricky has broken the record, Ireland will allow Hintoff to score a makeup touchdown. And, uh, and then you hear Ricky go on the, they've got a microphone over there for him. So not only are they letting him score, but now they're going to let the other team score just so that the score is the same as it was before he came in. Yeah, which is like, that's completely counterproductive. Yeah, insanity. Uh, but you see, crazy. Ricky has the microphone now, and he says, I'd like to thank everyone who made this possible. My coach, God, the school board. <laughs> I also want to thank Mr. Debitro for taking such good care of the trophy ball. He doesn't even know Debitro. the guy's name. doesn't even yeah. know his name. Debitro. Bill, yeah. he hands the hands the microphone to Bill, and Bill's just like, whoa. He just starts, uh, he just starts stumbling because he doesn't know what to say. I no, mean, I don't know what to say at all. This is, you know, Bill – gave everything he had to get this uh, to get this record and then this kid's just allowed to do it and uh, he drives off with the ball and the girl in the little cart Boop. and we got our first commercial break so we will be right, right back, back. Let me tell you, Rusty, uh, eating healthy used to be a struggle for me, but that was before I discovered the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. The Blendjet 2. Now when fast food temptation strikes, I just blend up a delicious and nutritious protein shaker smoothie. You know, they gave us a whole bunch of those uh, little packages that came with the blender. Yeah. And there's some really good flavors in there. I mean, there's some like that matcha thing. The green matcha? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty damn good. Uh, Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up smoothies at work, uh, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. Mm. It's small enough to fit uh, in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Maybe a human thumb. Don't. It doesn't. Don't put your thumb in it. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15-plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C, which has saved us all. There's nothing worse than turning that USB thing over and over and over and over and then finally finding how it plugs in, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't USB-C like that either. Saved yes. us, saved USB-C us saved us all. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. <laughs> Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. Uh, there's 30 plus colors and patterns to choose from. There's a Blendjet 2 to complement just about any style. I have, um, we have a pink one. 
Lavender. Oh, I think ours is lavender. Uh, yeah. Mine is the Toy Story Aliens. Oh, yeah. It's like the Pizza Planet one. Ooh, yeah. that Ooh. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, they've got some really cool uh, um, colors, and yeah. but I really like the patterns. I know one of the people here got one that looks like Woody the Sheriff. Is there a code mm-hmm. with them? There is a code. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and glab, gra- <laughs> grab yours glibity, today. Glibity, glab glob. it today. Glibity, glibity, glob. Uh, and when you do glab it, uh, make sure you use the promo code. B-W-A-A-A-1-2. That's to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. Go to Blendjet.com and use the code BWAAA12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Blendjet 2, formerly known as Blendjet. (laughs) Hey, everyone. It's me, your puzzle-loving pal. Did you know I was a puzzle-loving pal? I didn't know you were a (laughs) puzzle-loving pal. I got to tell you about my latest obsession. It's Wongo Puzzles. Uh, these things are the real deal. They are high-quality, handcrafted, and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I have been there. I will tell you this. Uh, my parents, you know, they're very old and decrepit, and uh, they make uh, they, they do puzzles all the damn time. Yeah. Like, there's always a table that what has, like, an unfinished do, right? puzzle. Yeah, it's either that or, I don't know. Die. Feel, <laughs> feel your bones. Uh, so they these puzzles, these Wongo puzzles, they are 100% wooden. Uh, they'll last forever. Uh, each piece is hand-drawn. Just think about that for a second. Each piece is hand-drawn. So no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun, whimsy pieces as you work through it. Whimsy. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. You know, before we started doing this, I didn't realize how many people I know already have these Wongo puzzles. I mean, they're they're apparently pretty... pretty You can't go wherever Juan go. With uh, stunning designs and unique shapes, Wago puzzles are a cut above the rest. I loved doing the snow globe puzzle myself. It was great to pull out a puzzle and be done in a night and not have it on the table for a week. Uh, So what are you waiting for? Let's go to Wongo Puzzles, W-O-N-G-O Puzzles.com and pick a puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code B-W-A-A-A for 10% off your order. It's the most fun you'll have with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to W-O-N-G-O puzzles.com and use your code B-W-A-A-A to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. All right, and we are back. Um... You've got all four of the guys in the alley, and they all look kind of worried. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, they got a real. This is a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you say, yep. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of. Yep. I mean, I don't know. That that would be disheartening. Wouldn't that be disheartening? It would to be you? very disheartening. Yeah. Watching some kid just. Yeah, because he was injured. <laughs> Hank says, uh, "You know, Bill, there's being a good sport, and then there's being plain cheated." And Bill says, "I don't know. Everybody seemed real happy about Ricky breaking the record." Boomhauer pops in and says, yo, man, dang old six or sharp, man, dang old sports jock and Chad. Come on, man. So they turn on the radio and the sports jock says, now, don't go saying sports jock should be fitted for a skirt, but some of them uh, are some of them pretty hoop earrings, but I got a tear in my eye last night watching Ricky break that record. And Chad's just like, mm-hmm. So everybody is on board with this thing, Yeah, I don't right? know why. It's, just, it's, a, it's such a bad feeling. And you hear Hank go, what? A sports jock, maybe, but Chad? I mean, like nah, Chad's the, the like whatever. Chad's the yeah. He said, "Come on, isn't, isn't anyone going to say what we we all better be thinking?" And Dale pipes up with, "It's an outrage." He goes, "That's right, Dale." Uh, Dale says, "I am outraged. I really am." Like <laughs> he just he just figured out deal. that he's outraged. Yeah. I mean, if in the in the for the like the sake of sportsmanship, that is such a terrible thing. It to is. Do. It's rough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I can certainly see schools doing it. Hank says, uh, "Bill." Maybe nowadays, and that's the thing. I think this is more like oh, it is more yeah. like topical for now mm-hmm. than it was for the time period. It was, there's the no time. way in what 2001 or 1999 or whenever yeah. this show aired yeah. that if you had an injury and you were that close to a record, it didn't matter so, if it was last. It was like one of the last two games of your one. senior year. Yeah. The record somebody else's yeah. not yours. It's true. So. Uh, Hank says, Bill, if we feel this cheated, can't imagine how bad you must feel. Bill this says. like a stabbing. Why do they do that? They got to bring light to it. And he's already like <laughs> mentally disturbed. I know. They're just they're, they're 
they're piling on him. Yeah. He goes, oh, I feel bad. I couldn't help Ricky across the line, of course. And Hank's like, oh, for the love of. He goes, you don't understand. You know, I never really appreciated my record till Ricky broke it. I think I'll send him a thank you note. Yeah. No. No. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bake him some muffins. Yeah. All right, then. I'll well, see you guys yeah. tomorrow. And he just walks off. He goes to his house. We're now in Bill's what I wrote down, Bill's depressing house. Uh, and then under that, I, I said, Bill's depressing house. And then under it, I said, Bill seems depressed. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess, <laughs> but he's just kind of sitting on the edge of his bed drinking, uh, all by himself. He pulls the muffins out of the, uh, out of the stove and, uh, or out of the oven and goes to put them in a thing and they just flow right out. Like they're, they haven't even solidified. So King he, of the he Hill screwed has up the muffins. The first, uh, late night animated shows or whatever, or primetime animated mm -hmm. shows that actually deals with men's mental health. Oh yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of mental health. It's, but it tends to come from Bill. But, yeah, Cause yeah. I mean the, the Simpsons is too, you know, joke heavy family guys too. They're all too joke heavy. Those, yeah. those TV yeah. shows, they're not realistic enough. Anything honestly. like heartfelt or yeah. sentimental. Mm -hmm. So we're now at Emerson hardware. Hank is there with, uh, with a couple of guys that are buying hardware, I guess. And, and the cashier and he, uh, Hank is still on his soapbox. Well, I'll still listen to the traffic and weather report and the fishing, but that's it. Uh, I've had it with sports jerk and Chad Fishing report on the radio. Yeah, I guess so. Is that a thing? Uh, I, they used to give you like lake conditions and stuff like that. So I'm assuming that's what he's talking about. You know what? I used to wake up really early in the, I didn't wake up in the morning specifically to watch it, but mm. when I woke up early in the morning, I used to watch our, uh, our hometown hero, Ted Nugent's, uh, Call of the Wild. I liked it because there was no he, politics in it. That's I think what I liked about it. He still makes that damn show. He does make that show, from yeah. what I understand. But what I liked about it was he never injected his politics into the show. It was just yeah. him, like you have to lick the deer's. Well, ear I can tell you right now, if you go to his stuff. house, he's going to inject some politics because oh, I did, yeah. and he did. He can't, he can't not talk about it. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, okay, so uh, he uh, Hank is obviously upset with the sports jerk and Chad, uh, and uh, one of the other customers says, "Hank, the facts, are facts, facts." This boy would have blown that old record out of the water if he didn't get hurt and the other and the cashier says well i don't know why you're so mad hank the fat bald guy who had the record doesn't care why should you good lord sir i don't know who you are but damn his name is bill hank says yeah his name is bill you played on his, his team. team and the cashier looks at him and goes that was bill Oh, good, good Lord. <laughs> He's really let himself yeah, go. He fell far from, uh, from where he was at, yeah. So uh, we're back at the Hill House. Peggy is uh, on the couch reading, and she's got those tiny-ass weights that she's lifting. Oh, yeah, she's sure. lifting those little, little tiny weights. Pounders. He comes in the door, Hank does, with a giant, the biggest bag of screws I've ever seen. It looks like... A megalomart size. Well, bag. you know, when you go buy uh, uh, one of the smaller bags of dog food, that's yeah. about the size it Had looks Chuck like. Mangione it's huge. It. Yeah. yeah, huge. It feels so good to screw. It feels so good to screw these into the holes. <laughs> uh, Peggy says, "Megalo screws." Screwdriver Hank. with a purchase of a bag. He yeah. says, "He says I couldn't give the hardware store my business, not with Ricky Suggs fever infecting the place." Then you uh, you hear Luann uh, counting. She comes by with Bobby, and she's like nine five one nine five two five three. Uh, and Bobby is on a pogo stick. Bobby says, I'm setting a new world's record. <laughs> Hank says, well, that's real good, Bobby, but I think you have to start over when you fall off because he just keeps falling off, but she just yeah. keeps counting, right? That's one of my favorite jokes here in this, in he this says, show. He says, I'll be honest with you, Dad. Not in the best shape, and that's the only way I'm going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Ann says, 950. Uh, wait, how many was that? And <laughs> Bobby says, let's just call it an even thousand. Hank says, dang it, Bobby, that's not how you set a record. Bobby says, okay. And so he gets off and he gets on the pogo stick again and he tries to do one, he falls off. Tries to do one, falls off. Tries to do one, falls off. And finally he's just like, ah, forget it. Hank says, that Ricky Suggs, I can't believe they let him limp his way into the record book because he's turned inside and now he's talking to Peggy. Peggy says, hmm, poor Bill. He was living in his past and that boy has stolen it. Where's Bill supposed to live now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're at a school board meeting. Hank yeah, is going to go tell. Was in the past. I think yeah. he like really heavily. Uh, Hank is going to go tell the school board now about how uh, what they did was bad. Uh, which good luck with that, Hank. Uh, Hank says, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to respectively suggest that uh, you put an asterisk next to Ricky Suggs' name in the record book, and that asterisk should read, and that's not the way asterisks work. Uh, this record was attained by means of fraud and bad sportsmanship. Thank you. And uh, they, the the city council or the uh, yeah the school board, they're all just like I don't agree with it. I don't think 
Yankees right now. Yeah. You know, like that. I don't know why they're so... And then Eustace Miller, who is on the school board, says, uh, that suggestion is denied, Mr. Hill. Ricky Suggs is an inspiration to us all now to more important matters. My motion to add Fatty Fatty Boom Batty to the list of unacceptable hate speech. Yeah, it's the 90s, yeah. Fatty Fatty Boom Batty. Hank just leaves the meeting. That's 90s insult. Fatty Fatty Boom Batty. Uh, And now we're at Bill's house again. Uh, and, uh, uh, Hank is kind of, kind of looking for him. He doesn't see Bill there. Uh, finally finds Bill sitting on the hood of his car in the end zone of this, uh, football stadium. Yeah. Which I, okay. I'm not sure how you got your car in there, but, uh, Hank comes over, sits on the hood with him and says, remember when we used to run wind sprints out here till we couldn't stop throwing up? Bill's just like, mm-hmm. He said, when we were Kings, Hank. He says, you okay? He goes, oh, sure. Good sportsman uh, doesn't whine when things don't go his way. Yeah, Hank says, yeah, but good sports, play, good sports play by the rules. There's got to be something in the rule book for that crap that yeah. did, yeah. Hank says, Hank says uh, but good sports play by the rules. You did, they didn't. Hey, how about that time we snuck into the stadium and mowed the whole football field before the groundskeeper could? And they're both just laughing. He goes, the look on his face right before we apologized. And yeah, Bill's like, like, yeah, we were crazy. Right before we apologized. <laughs> yeah, we were crazy. That's funny. Bill says, I can thank the Army for straightening me out. Hank says, yeah, you were a changed man when you came back. Bill goes, oh, yeah, I may not have made it to Vietnam since the war ended right after I volunteered. But barber, the barber school at Fort Bragg, baptism by fire, my friend. Yep. Hank says, yeah, it's too bad you had to ship out before the end of our last season. Bill says, well, the country needed barbers, and I was flunking trigonometry. Oh, uh, so he didn't graduate. No, he, he didn't switched, graduate. He just went straight to the Army, yeah, and which Hank, isn't even an option anymore. That's funny that they let him oh, do that sure. back then. Oh, sure. Yeah. Hank goes, uh, huh, you weren't around at graduation, Bill says, or senior prom. Then he looks at Hank and goes, was there dancing? <laughs> I mean, it's just so Fifth sad. Man so about sad. A prom dance. All right, so we're back at Arlen High School, um, and Hank has gone to see uh, the coach, uh, catches him in the hall and goes, Coach, what happens if a player gets injured or can't finish his season? Coach says, well, we redshirt him and then let him make up the games the next season. Hank says, well, what if he's out for a couple of seasons? Coach says, well, as long as he hasn't graduated and keeps his eligibility, he, then he can play the next season. Hank says, well, what if he's out for 25 seasons? Coach goes, Oh, Hank, find a pickup game somewhere. <laughs> He's like, come on. Come on. He goes, no, 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 no. I'm talking about William Fontaine de la Tour d'Autrive, the bulldozer. He still has his red shirt eligibility. He didn't finish his senior season, and you can put him in Friday's game. Okay, so let's discuss the eligibility rules sure. for Texas high school football. So there are rules for Texas high school football that do, that do allow like a redshirt year. So oh, you sure. have five yeah. years to complete four years of football. Right. But it says right here, students who become 19 years of age before September 1st are ineligible for athletic competition. Well, they changed it after Bill. Yeah. Students That's have five years to complete four years of eligibility unless they turn 19 before September 1st of that season. Bill would not have been allowed to compete by the technicality that makes of total the sense. Texas high school football Well, it makes total rules. sense. You don't, let, you don't let a grown man play football with a bunch of kids. Nah. You know, that's just you? the way it is. But, well, they were doing it in college, though. They did. They do it in college. There was like a forty. There was like a thirty-nine-year-old oh, man sure. or something that was playing yeah. here recently. I was reading about. Yeah. And then that uh, that one quarterback or whatever, uh, Aaron Rodgers. His name's Bennett Stetson Bennett. He was twenty-five years Georgia. I think is where he was at. Wow. He was twenty-five, but uh, he won a championship and. He's in the NFL now, but hmm. he, but you have guys that have already been in the NFL as quarterbacks for four years, and he's just now getting there at that the same age they are. Yeah. Like Lamar Jackson's the same age as this Stetson Bennett guy. Wow, kind of thing. yeah, that's crazy. So he asked the coach to put him in. He goes, uh, the coach says, "Are you asking me to slice another piece of that phony baloney like I did last week's game?" So we know at least the coach didn't like it either. Yeah. You know, that this was brought to him. No, Hank says, like Hank says, no, I'm not asking you to fix the game. I'm asking you to fix an injustice. Just put Bill in and let him get his record back fair and square. Let's show those kids how we used to play football. Coach goes, I'd have to cut somebody. Hank says, uh, you got that exchange student who kicks barefoot. I think we've all had enough of that. Yeah, we got a <laughs> uh, fact for that too real quick. So uh, it, used to be it used to be a common thing. It did. Uh, about the 80s, it started dying off. 
they they uh, there was no evidence that the barefoot kick because they said that there was an advantage, yeah. but there was never any. As the science went on, by the time the yeah. 80s showed up, they're like, yeah, this is just there's no reason yeah. to be doing it. It's just but, preference, uh, I think. Is the all last it is, yeah. actual barefoot kick in a game was uh, in 2002 by St. Louis Rams kicker Jeff Wilkins. Mm. So he was the last actual barefoot kick on an NFL. I think a lot of the game. soccer kickers kick barefoot. You know, that well, kind of thing. when I was in high school, our kickers were all soccer players and our really? state teams, uh, all of our soccer, all of our uh, kickers for our, the state teams were. I mean, it makes total sense, right? Were soccer players, to have yeah. soccer players and stuff in the there. Ball. Yeah, they can. They, they can could really boot like the crazy. Ball. Some of them yeah. could like boot it from goal. Well, they can control the ball, too, which the is kick. which is yeah, nuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, so he goes, uh, he goes, I think we've all had enough of that. And we're now at Bill's house and Hank's telling Bill that he's going to be able to be put in the game. He goes, I can play again. Thank God I never graduated from high school. Hey, do I have to go to class too? And this is this well, is sad. So weird, this is sad man. on a couple of levels here a because levels, Bill says, "Do I have to go to class too?" Hank says, "Come on, Bill, you're on the football team." <laughs> Bill goes, "Oh, just like the old days." <laughs> just like the old days. Damn. Well, that's see, a little that's rough. The thing now is I think that shift has like changed really, really heavily. So, uh, from from what I observed over the last like four or five years of kids, uh, there's you know it used to be where being a smart or whatever was nerdy, yeah. but it seems like all of that nerd culture is now mainstream. So it's cool to be smart. You know what I mean? Sure. It didn't sure. used to be. So you got a lot more athletes now that are wanting to go do it. And even the star athletes, when I was in high school, uh, we had uh, two, two of the best running backs in the state of Texas and they were brothers, but they couldn't stay out of trouble. They couldn't stay out of jail. They were stealing from their own field house, yeah. but they were enabling those kids. Sure. The coach would go sure. bail him out of jail on a Tuesday and Sounds he would like keep him in the around field here that house. starts with an M. He would keep him in the field house. He wouldn't even let him go to class. They would just mm-hmm. keep him in the field house, mm-hmm. and all he would do is just work out and yeah. just no. I don't doubt that. Football. I don't doubt it. Let him play on Friday yeah. every time. Yeah. Well, that's those schools that open up for transfers. You know, they just yeah. let anybody in. Well, then you know what happened is, is they got to the state game and uh, they caused a problem. No, he just stopped playing. He just really? literally just wow. did not like he put in a hundred and twenty thousand percent effort all the way there before he gets to state game. He was like That's everybody crazy. said he threw it because of how he played. Because everybody knew knew the potential he could play to. Yeah. But he played he didn't even play to a quarter of his potential. He was just out there sloppy and everything didn't That's care. That's nuts. That's nuts. Pissed everybody off at him. All right. If you want to learn something, listen to these following commercials. Cause we're gonna take a break and we will be right back. Boop. Hey, Rusty, did you know that you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? No, I, mean, I didn't know that. I mean, I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned a bottle around to actually see what's inside. You know, recently I did, and I found out many of my favorite creamers, like especially the one my wife used to use, uh, they contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, dip potassium phosphate whatever that is terrible artificial flavors i don't i can't take artificial flavors a lot of the time you know i'm I'm good on any flavoring they taste like i don't like flavors in my coffee i like i like the earthen flavor of. i mean i love coffee don't get me wrong i i do love it i just um i don't like all that crap in my coffee right yeah no it does that so let me tell you about laird superfoods then uh, they have better ingredients, amazing taste, and functional benefits. Uh, Laird Superfood Creamers are crafted from the highest quality all-natural real food ingredients. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel into your routine. Now, they're all-natural. They've got whole food ingredients. Uh, they contain naturally occurring MCTs from coconut oil. and Everybody tells you coconut oil is good for you. Mm-hmm. There's no artificial flavors, no colors, no additives. Uh, no sugar from highly refined corn syrup. So that's a big deal right there. Um, if you take one thing you do every day and make it better, Laird developed his creamer himself to stay powered for a day on the waves. He was a big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton was, and he needed a morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. So he made this creamer, and it is, uh, it's, it's crazy, crazy good. Uh, Laird sources high-quality plant-based ingredients globally and puts an emphasis on U.S. sources whenever possible. They aim to source responsibly and sustainably and believe that the food you consume should be as good for the earth as they are for you. They have honest and transparent products and labels. 
Uh, if you try it, you won't go back. Um, they have functional superfood creamers, instant lattes, and prebiotic greens. They have a variety of snacks and supplements full of wholesome plant-based ingredients to keep you charged for wherever life takes you. So to get a deal on Laird Superfoods, I need you to go to zen.ai, B-W-A-A-A, king of the hill. So that's zen.ai slash B-W-A-A-A, king of the hill. And your offer code there is B-W-A-A-A. So Laird Superfoods makes a better creamer that keeps you powered all day, and it's better for you, the earth, and your coffee. What do you say, Rusty? You want to go get some coffee? Mmm. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rusty. Yeah. Did you know that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue? Oh, no. I don't know about you, but like 2, 33 o'clock, I just hit a wall almost every day. I was shocked to learn that even mild dehydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, brain fog. But luckily, there's a cure. Oh, there is? Uh, actually, I should have said there's a solution. It's called cure. Cure hydration. Uh, the cure hydration is an oral rehydration solution, or ORS, uh, that contains the perfect balance of electrolytes. You know how important that is because plants crave it. Super important. And glucose to help your body absorb water and rehydrate quickly. The formula is made with all natural ingredients like coconut water powder and pink Himalayan salt. Whoopee. And it is free from artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. Cure Hydration is vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Uh, that makes it a great option for anyone with dietary restrictions and preferences. Uh, the packets that they give you, they're convenient. They're easy to use. You just mix them with water and drink. They're perfect for on-the-go, travel, or anytime you need quick hydration. Uh, hydration is more than just drinking water, Rusty. It is, uh, that's what Lauren Picasso, a lifelong endurance athlete, discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank. I've known people like that. My yeah, wife, my yeah, wife yeah. drinks so much water, it's crazy. Lauren found Cure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mix to make hydration easy for everyone. Uh, Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they only use the highest ingredients and quality plant-based stuff to avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on their website and packaging, and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. So are you ready to combat dehydration? Absolutely. You, you can try Cure today and feel difference for feel the difference for yourself. Use your code. B-W-A-A-A. <laughs> Sorry, I blanked. You're good for 20% off your order. Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use our special code. B-W-A-A-A. For 20% off your order. Uh, your coupon will be activated at checkout. Try Cure Hydration. Stop drying out. All right, and we are back. We're going to finish this sucker up. Uh, We are now at Bill's house still. Uh, Bill is going through his closet trying to get uh, to his old uniform. Uh, He pulls out a bunch of mops, bunch of mops, which makes me think that Bill uses mops as girls sometimes. That's the first thing I thought of. (laughs) Then he pulls out a croquet set, and then he pulls out a jackalope, a stuffed jackalope, and then he pulls out a second croquet set. That's That's, the funniest part of it right there. He has two croquet sets. That's something we've got to explain. Uh, jackalope? Yeah, I think that's a Texan thing. So for those of you that don't know what a jackalope is, it's not, uh, real. It's not a real thing. But what they do is it's a Kind of like a snipe hunt. It's like a thing. taxidermy thing mm-hmm. that they do. Yeah. And they actually have one at the museum locally yeah. here. They have yeah. one at the Baylor Museum. Yeah. They but, take a uh, rabbit and they put, put deer, horns deer horns on it. On it. Yeah, and call yeah. it a jackalope. And call it a jackalope. <laughs> funny, funny stuff. Uh, okay, so... Uh, good, uh, good uh, what do they call it? Chuck Wagon humor. Sure, Chuck Wagon humor. <laughs> uh, made by a guy named Chuck. Wagon. Yeah. Uh, so the funniest part to me was that he pulled out two croquet sets. I just thought that was fantastic. So, yeah, who has two croquet sets? I don't know, <laughs> really, but it's I don't great. I have one croquet yeah, set. Yeah, it's who fantastic. Has two sets? So Bill is going through this stuff and he goes, mm, there it is, my old uniform. Haven't worn it since my 30th birthday party. 
Uh, and Hank That's says, sad, Hank says, suit up, bulldozer. Uh, and then you hear Bill going with his bulldozer cheer. And he goes, Hank, how'd my head get so fat? Because he can't fit the, 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 the helmet on his head. Oh, yeah, big old Hank's head. just like, Ugh. Uh, he goes, oh, I don't know, Hank. I'm still an athlete. I got my pride. I'm not sure how I feel about the other team just rolling over for me. Because he still thinks that what's going to happen is the same thing that happened with Ricky. You know, I mean, he thinks they're just going to let him tie oh, the yeah, record up or whatever. Or whatever yeah. Hank says, well, don't you worry about that. Belton, which is a real place, uh, has the toughest defensive line in the division. You know, the whole first string flunked history last year so they could come back and go to state. They'll never roll over. God. <laughs> and Bill goes, oh, good. Yeah. You know, like, be careful what you ask for there, Bill. All right, next scene, we're in Hank's backyard. Uh, Bill is in his pads. No no jersey, but he's got his his, uh, his helmet and his pads on. Uh, there's a shopping cart over there that has two mattresses to, uh, strapped to the front of it. And the only thing that went through my mind is who stole the shopping cart? Shopping cart's not something you just have around. Oh, no, no. You Somebody had to steal that. it, and it's in Hank's yard. Well, maybe they were driving down the road or something. There was one, like, dumped off in a ditch. Or maybe the but place still let them, stealing. maybe pink and white let them use you it. You know, if you find one like that, you're, like, and a cop, like, sees you pushing it, mm -hmm. they'll make you, like, they're like, hey, you got to take that back. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I found it in the ditch. I, I can like, see no. Hank going to the pink and white and going, hey, listen, we really need to use one of these or whatever. He probably and they probably did. gave it he to probably, him. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, so I can't imagine him being part of anything stolen. Or he was friends like with the guy that used to own the old Piggly Wiggly or True. something that got shut down before True. Michelob Mart. Yeah. Well, he, pink and white. He had a oh yeah the pink and white, pink and white. yeah yeah. Uh, so Hank is uh, he's he's all uh, donned up like a coach. Uh, Dale and Boomhauer are over there watching in the uh, in the uh, uh, driveway. And Hank says, Bobby, success on the field depends on hard work off the field. That's why I run through a, a, a tough practice, but a fun practice. Now, watch this. He walks up to Bill and he goes, hey, Bill, what's that over there? Bill goes, where? He goes, made you look. Great joke, <laughs> Hank. He goes, okay, let's hit the tackling sled. Bobby, go help Boomhauer. And Bobby goes over and crawls into the shopping cart, and it's got two mattresses on the front of it. you got Boomhauer pushing it. Uh, and Hank says, go, Bill, go, go, go. And then you hear uh, Bill, and he runs over there, and he starts uh, uh, pushing. It's it's like a tackling sled, basically, but it's made out of a shopping cart and a couple yeah. old mattresses. He goes, okay, Bobby, start taunting. Bobby's in the shopping cart taunting Mr. Dotrieve as he tries to, to push this sled. He he goes, hey, batter, 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 swing. Oh, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Come on, you old tub of slop, move your can. <laughs> and, and then you just hear more growling and more panting, and then it starts coughing. And finally, Bill just kind of gives out. You know, yeah, I mean, Bill has not taken care of himself. He goes, I said, Hank, this bulldozer's out of gas. I can either train or I can play, but I can't do both. And Hank says, all right, hit the showers. He goes, nope, too tired. He goes, all right, I'll get the hose. So he's just going to hose Bill off hose in his, Bill in his, down, in his backyard. Hose off him. Suey. All right, so we're back at Arlen High School, and uh, we're at a pep rally. Um, and Bill is up there on stage with the kids, and Ricky is on the mic on the stage. And he goes, when I crossed that goal line and set the record, I didn't do it just for me. I did it for my girlfriend. And then two different girls stand up in the, in the audience yeah. and go, I love you, Ricky. And then they yeah. both look at each other like they're going to kill each other. He goes, and for everyone here at Arlen High. And then everybody cheers. And then he says, except for old man Crybaby, who's probably going to cost us a game. And then the coach comes up and he's like, whoa, wait, wait thank you, whoa. Ricky. That's that's enough. That's enough. Uh, and then we, every once in a while, we hear a yell from the crowd. This one is a Ricky Suggs in the background. And the coach says, okay, now settle down, class, class of alt one. So he's talking about 2001, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he goes, we have a new addition to the team. And then somebody in the audience, boo, get off. He goes, hey, now this guy was setting football records before you were born. He fought for your freedom in North Carolina during NOM. Yeah, North Carolina. Uh, I'm honored to introduce the Bulldozer. It's just the silent. Bulldozer. It's silent in the pep rally, right? Super quiet. Nobody knows who he is. That's why. Bill walks up in his in his ill-fitting jersey, and he goes, Arlen's number one. And then you just kind of hear the feedback of the microphone because still nobody's, is, nobody's cheering. This, this exchange here with the crowd <laughs> is probably one of the lamest things Bill does Bill, in the entire show's run. Bill comes up and goes, hey, where's the party tonight? Anyone's parents out of town? You just hear loser off in the background he goes hey uh my parents aren't even alive party at my place yeah it's she's bill the high school kids bill i just love how bill lifts his arms like that and his, and his jersey comes up showing his belly you know oh, yeah that's just fantastic the gut. The but girt. they've got a uh they've got a banner behind him that says state champs 1983 so i'm guessing that's the last time they had a chance at anything 
Uh, now we're at the game in the locker room, and the coach is uh, kind of giving that speech before the game starts. He goes, okay, everybody, huddle up. Uh, and then uh, Bill comes in. Arlen High, we honor thee, the legacy of bravery. Oh, oh, come on, guys. Too cool to sing the school song. One of the players looked at him and goes, we changed it back in 97. Coach whispers to him, it's candle in the wind now. He says, Marilyn Monroe or England's Rose? <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess England's Rose is Princess Diana, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, because he wrote the song for Marilyn Monroe, and then he was really good friends with Princess Diana. Yeah. And, uh that's why he didn't play the royal Elton John. This this recent royal wedding, yeah. Elton John, is yeah. because uh, he was friends with Princess Diana. So it would have been kind of funny if he would have said, "Would have been had, weird." Uh, yeah, her ex husband who potentially killed her. <laughs> so now we're at the game. Uh, it is game time, and uh, a coach coach to uh, one of the players on the sideline he goes all right let's see some blocking and then you hear a whistle you hear the quarterback say hike uh uh and uh nothing happens and so the announcer says arlen to punt the ball uh hank is up in the stands he's talking to anybody who'll listen he goes if we could just get into scoring position we'd be able to see bill get put in the game uh and then the uh one of the belton players runs off the sidelines you know after a play and he's on the opposing side and he almost hits bill and goes don't have a heart attack mister bill goes aspirin this morning red wine last night don't worry about me okay bill that's a great comeback uh the crowd's just cheering and cheering and then you hear fumble yeah yeah and that's from bobby and there's been a fumble uh hank says sure is bobby and arlen's in scoring position and so the coach is like okay bill we may not have youth or speed or performance-enhancing drugs, but we got something they don't, guts. Now get out there and get us a touchdown, Bill Dozer. Bill goes out. He's he's the meanest I've ever seen Bill look. Oh, he looks rough, yeah. And he's, he's going out there, you know, like a bulldozer. A bulldozer growl, yep. yeah. And the quarterback in the huddle goes, well, I guess we're giving it to Mr. Dotrieve. And then the other player looks at him and goes, just don't step on me. Man, they have zero confidence in this dude, no right? Confidence no whatsoever. confidence whatsoever. Zero. You hear the announcer in the background Very go, now in the backfield for Arlen, bringing the number 72 out of retirement. Army, Sar Army Sergeant Barber Bill, the bulldozer Dotrieve. And then you hear, and the, uh, the crowd starting to chant, yeah, right? You get a couple of guys standing up yeah. and they're like, hey, is that the bulldozer growl? That's the growl? bulldozer growl. And the other guy goes, and that's the bulldozer. All right. He yeah, must you, have been prolific to play two positions. Though, he was a lineman and a running back. Now. Yeah, I guess, man. I don't know. I, I, or they just were like, all right, he's the center. He takes the snap and just runs with the snap. Is that what they're doing? <laughs> he was just right a big, wide dude is all he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah give him the ball. Uh, so the play finally starts. We hear down, set, hike, hike. And then uh, they give Bill the ball, and he just starts churning towards that, that goal line. Yeah. And you hear things popping and cracking, you and you see his knee pop out. I mean, it's crazy. Right here how he's kind of falling apart. It reminds yeah. me of the leg braces falling apart on Forrest. Oh, Trump. it's true. It is kind of like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, because he's just like crunching and crunching. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He yeah. is just trying to get to that goal line, and he's starting to get people on his back and stuff. And one of the receivers, Not just people either, man. He's got the line. Oh, I know. On his back. Well, yeah. the big Belton line. He might even yeah. get the secondary pushing on him too. And then uh, uh, we see one of the other players over on the side. He's like, "I'm open. I'm open." Bill just looks at him and goes, no, and just keeps going. And he finally makes it in uh, and uh, just kind of collapses in the end zone with all these guys. And uh, one of the players runs up and goes, Mr. Dotree, my dad said you were good. And Hank comes over, Bill's laying on the ground. He goes, you did it, Bill. Way to go. Uh, Bill says, I scored for Arlen. And he goes, yep, you tied the record. And there's still time on the clock. If Arlen gets the ball, you can get the record back. And Bill, uh, being probably the smartest one in this whole thing uh, at this point, says, yeah, when Ricky tied my record, he did it fair and square. I am honored to share it with him. Besides, I can't get up. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty, pretty stuck. He looks at Hank and says, thank you, Hank. I couldn't have done it without you. And he goes, no, sir, you the man. You know, no, oh, you the man. Uh, I can't point, Hank. He can't even point he back at his him. arm, yeah. He's dead to the world, man. Hank says, that's okay. Don't don't, uh, don't look, look down at, at your, your leg. leg. Yeah. And then we get our credits, and that's it. So Bill got uh, – he tied the record with Ricky. Yeah. And uh, it was a it was a nice little episode. I mean, it was, you it was a sweet. Bit, no, no, it's down at the bottom. Oh, okay. We get our credits, and then as the credits are rolling – we're back at the the uh, Heimlich, uh, the Arroyo, 
Right. No, we're at the Heimlich uh, Medical Center again, and Peggy is on one of the bikes. Oh, yeah, Bill yeah, yeah. is Bill's on the other, on the other bike because Bill's yeah. having to go through this stuff Physical now to therapy, try to build yeah, himself to back, back up. to normal. Yeah, and Peggy turns up the radio, and you hear uh, sports jock say, oh, it'll be a battle, all right. And then Chad says, you know, St. Margaret's wants revenge for that butt whipping they got served up last year. You know, their coach should have uh, should have Dotrieve give them their halftime speech. I've never seen anything like him. Heart like a lion, old-time football. Shoot, I thought he was dead when they wheeled him off the field, but just two hours later, he was eating the jalapeno cornbread at the Arroyo. That man is uptown. uptown. No doubt about it. No yeah, doubt and, about and it. I just wrote Bill happy at the bottom because he just kind of smiles, you know. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very nice. It was very sweet. Yeah. And that's it. That's yeah, it. I'm so, not sure what the moral of this story is, but please um, don't go to your high school and ask to run the ball for no records. Yeah. I, I really don't, uh, don't I don't think that's cool. I think yeah. it's just keep it's on weird. keeping on or something. I don't know what the... Life's a garden, uh, just dig it. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Like uh, that was naked. season four, episode three. I mean, Bills, home is what you make it. So bills right. are made to be broken. Yeah. Uh, you want to tell people where they can find us if yeah. they want more? You can find us at bwaaakoth.com. Yeah, uh, we uh, we are on the Rogue Media Network uh, and uh, lots of great shows to pick up out there, including yours, uh, Animation Conversation with F. Animation Conversation with F. F is a storyboard director, animator. Uh, he's written some. He's written some shows. Uh, he wrote The Wizard writer. of Oz. Uh, I don't know that. Guy. No, he didn't. No, oh, okay. I don't think he did that one. He's not that old. War and but, Peace. Uh, War and Peace. Yeah, Leo Tolstoy. Yep. He wrote he, War and uh, Peace. Yeah, it's like eight hundred pages Under long. Under his pen name, Tolstoy. That's a, that's a long book. Yeah, it's, it's big. Really long it's big. It's yeah. a tough read too. Yeah, a tough read. Good yeah. book, but tough read. Yeah. Uh, but tough yeah, movie no. To so watch, uh, very tough movie. So yeah, so y'all can go over there to Animation Conversation and check out me and F. We've got a YouTube. Uh, uh, channel so that airs every wednesday at 6 p.m 6 p.m so be there be square uh, we got some cool stuff coming for that yeah i've got uh i've got a couple other shows that i do one is called uh, bros foes and heroes it's all about comic books uh and then you guys i do a video yet no, hadn't done any video on that. I think that one will probably always stay audio. Uh, and then Mason and Zach from that show, they do uh, all the comic book pulls of the week. Oh, yeah. uh, just talk about the comic books that came out and why they got them and what, what, they're, what they're looking for in them. And then I've got uh, two more shows. One is uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Please Be On Our Show, which is a uh, uh, bald-faced uh, appeal to Miss Jennifer Love Hewitt to please be on our show. She will at some point call into our show. Uh, and then, uh, I've got one called found sound where I play, uh, uh, audio cassettes that we've found. I know you've, you've played a part in finding a lot of yeah, those for me and you, I appreciate I'll it. Scrapped you some yeah. of them up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If y'all got any, tons of uh, shows, if y'all got any found anything, send it in. Yeah. You want, well, that's a little broad, not anything. So yeah. You don't want like stuff uh, you find in your pocket, you know, found media, 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 specifically yeah. cassettes. Cassettes, VHS. Uh, I'll do VHS, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Actually, uh, real quick, uh, I found a couple of VHS tapes, and I'm I'm only keeping uh, found footage these days. Sure. I'm throwing everything else away. Oh, cool. And uh, Alaska 96, it was somebody's family trip from Alaska in 1996. Oh, wow. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I like all the stock footage. Kind yeah, of that's fantastic. I would love to play something like that. That'd yeah, be cool. yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, how about that? You guys don't have to do that. that. Uh, Y'all would like a found footage VHS deal, and we could do it underneath the the ball umbrella, just sure. something something what neat. The hell? So, uh, let us know if y'all'd be interested in something like that. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I also started a uh, a weird little Instagram Chester? project. No, Curtis. Curtis. A weird little. It's a Curtis TV. Yeah, it's sure. One of the old black sure. and white Curtis TVs. So I had started this little project called Lil TV Guy. Lil, Lil TV Guy. Dot TV dot guy on Instagram. Lil TV guy. Uh, y'all go follow that. It's pretty funny. I think. I don't know. Yeah, it, I thought it, it was kind of cool. cool. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's. I don't it's, either. But it's, it's fun. Weird shit. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. We'll join us again next time. We will be here with season four, episode four. Uh, I believe that one is all about Hank teaching woodshop. Yep, and that's a uh, yep. Texas-sized Wimitanye. Wimitanye, indeed, indeed, to you all. Bye. Cool. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. <laughs>